Hi, thank you for joining us today for the first episode of our podcast series. We will be using this channel as an additional investor education tool to discuss some of the most relevant developments taking place at Despegar. On October 1st, we close on the previously announced Best Day acquisition. Best Day acquisition. Best Day acquisition. Best Day has some key differentiators that we can leverage as it's a company that fits very well into our M&A criteria, which we discuss in detail at our Investor Day in December 2019. Today, we would like to discuss the details of the Best Day acquisition, including how we think the next steps will look like while the integration process is underway. In this episode, Marcelo Greter, head of M&A, will join us for a discussion of estate differentiators and the details of the transaction. Additionally, Carlos Alvarez, our chief technology officer, will review how Despegar plans to implement the integration from a digital perspective. Marcelo, hi. Hi, Natalia, and thank you all for your attention. As you already know, at Despegar, we have a well-defined M&A criteria. The key points which were discussed at our first Investor Day held in December 19, remain unchanged. Today, I will touch on them again. First, at Despegar, we are primarily looking for assets with a focus on Brazil and Mexico, which are our core growth markets. Second, we aim to acquire companies with core attractive competencies and could be further leveraged. In the case of Viajes Falabella, it was their excellent product mix. In Vestay's case, we are particularly interested in leveraging the in-destinations activities, a vertical that the company has built throughout the years. Third, we look at the quality of Target's management team, and fourth, we seek to add well-recognized brands to our portfolio. Finally, all these competencies are focused on further driving the online play. Marcelo, you just mentioned the Spegar's online focus. But Bestay has also excelled at the management of kiosks located at very strategic des destinations. Will you please give us more color on this important sales channel of Bestay? Yes, absolutely, Natalia. Bestay's offline channels comprises not only stores located at several commercial spots around Mexico, but also kiosks located at main hotels in Riviera Maya, focused uh, basically on selling in-destinations activities which are an excellent source of revenue and profitability. Through this kiosk, we can capture not only domestic tourism, but also US and European travelers that visit one of the top 10 travel destinations worldwide. The potential of this business, Natalia, is not only the possibility to expand it into other geographies in Latam, but more importantly, to cross-sell it into Despegar's actual customers through our app uh, with all these products. Bestay is a uh, number one in-destination services company in the region. These uh, new capabilities definitely will allow us not only to be closer to the customer, but also to increase product attachment. So in summary, through M&A, you can capture capabilities that you currently lack. And when evaluating the potential to acquire new businesses, Despegar's goal is to incorporate companies that excel in these areas, with, uh, which could be leveraged through our online schemes. Yes, but even considering the, this new vertical, Marcelo, most of Estee revenues come from the online channel. Am I right? Yes, indeed. Estee uh, comprises four different business units, with the online channel accounting for 70% of their sales. Uh, the business-to-consumer business, -to -consumer business uh, unit consists mostly on Estee cross-platform travel agency, which also includes the kiosk we 
mentioned before, and in destinations activities. These units represent approximately uh, two-thirds of the total revenues. The remaining one-third, which is the B2B the unit, includes white labels for major travel vendors and strategic partnerships. These business units include uh, over 70 partnerships with key players in the market, like airlines, hotels, retail stores, banks. And Marcelo, I think that something that is relevant here is to clarify that all these businesses are focused on leisure travel only. Yes, indeed. But this is focused on the leisure traveler and not on corporate travel. Now changing the topic slightly, the conditions of the agreement with the sellers changed dramatically since the acquisition was announced in January. Valuations of travel companies sunk in line with their sales, and the SPR was not the exception. So the terms and conditions of the acquisition had to be adjusted accordingly. I think it's interesting to share the renegotiated terms of the transaction. Yes, uh, Natalia, this is very relevant. In January, as you remember, we announced the acquisition for a total consideration of approximately $136 million, subject to the occurrence of certain closing and business conditions as usual. Originally, this purchase price was to be paid 65% by the time of the transaction closing, 6.3% 24 months after, and 28.7% 36 months after. With the new scenario of COVID, definitely, we renegotiated terms of the deal, and the amount was reduced to a base consideration of $56.5 million to be paid, all of it, 36 months after closing. And additionally, an earn note that could range from zero to $20 million, that if any would be disbursed 48 months after closing. The important point to highlight here is that we will not need to lay out any cash at the time of closing, further protecting our financial position in this uncertain uh, period. These new terms really are a significant improvement over the original ones. So Marcelo, now that the transaction is finally closed, we need to start working on the integration. We have an experienced in-house team working on the integration, the same team that handled the, the successful integration of Viaje Falabella, no? Yes, yes, definitely, Natalia. Um, at the SPCAR, we strongly believe that an MA is fully completed once the integration stage is over. Reason why the same team that works on the negotiation of the deal reports to the same director as the employees who then continue with the integration. The accountability of the synergies is kept under the same umbrella until the moment of the integration is complete. Day has significantly reduced costs in the onset of COVID, so a great deal of the integration work has already commenced. However, we expect the following now that the acquisition has closed. First of all, we will shift all of Bestay's online and offline businesses into Despegar platform, which is much more robust, not only in terms of performance, but also from a conversion, fraud, errors, and marketing perspective. We have the lowest operational cost in the region, and plugging best days into our platform can be quickly achieved, given our competencies in this field. Carlos uh, will we'll go through it, this in a bit. Second, there's a number of non-tech related functions that we will be able to streamline, creating further synergies. And uh, last but not least, there's also value in the size that Despegar will have in Mexico after this transaction, particularly with respect to negotiating with suppliers. Our larger size makes us an attractive partner to be working with.
that we are getting closer to the end of this podcast, we would like to include Carlos Alvarez into this discussion. He's the Chief Technology Officer at Espegar. He will share with us his thoughts on how the technological integration is carried out when Despegar acquires a company. Hi, Carlos. Thank you and welcome. Hi, thank you very much. We are very excited with the challenge that lies ahead. Our technology strategy for M&A consists of integrating new brands and their product onto our technological platform, taking advantage of the wide-label configuration functionality we have. This wide-label configuration entails four concepts that I will describe in more detail. First, our platform is brandable. This means that we can support several brands and sales models, face-to-face, -face, online, B2C, wide-label, under the same infrastructure and search engines and transactional engines. Just as we can configure a wide-label in a few hours, we can similarly add a new brand to our platform. Technologically, our wide-label component is a very thin shell on top of our core platform. It's not that we have a component for every wide-label. We use the same wide-label component for our brands. As we have a wide product offering and flexible and extensive packaging capabilities, we can typically integrate any brand onto our platform without losing product coverage. Second, in addition to these branding capabilities, the functionalities of our platform allows us to manage revenue and inventory for each brand, ensuring a unique positioning and product offering across each of our countries of operation. Third, the high level of automation and self-management of our platform typically represent an increase in productivity and operational efficiency for the acquired target. And four, our payment and loyalty ecosystem is designed within a modular framework, allowing for a seamless integration of each brand which might have different means of payment and loyalty program. In summary, while it requires effort to develop and adapt software, therefore required to integrate a new brand is minimum, and we have in place a standard framework that allows us to integrate each new brand quickly, as well as maintain high cyber security standards. I hope that this podcast series will help our investor community to have a better understanding of all the developments that are taking place at Despegar. Hope to see you soon at our second chapter of this podcast series.